Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast today is sponsored in loving memory and Lilu Nishmat Mazal Batsara and David Yaish Alav Shalom. Sponsored by the Shafir family. <coughs> Please make Berachot accordingly. Rabotai, we have a very interesting section in the parasha over here, which has a magnificent lesson implanted within it. The Torah tells us as follows. <clears throat> a person has a son who is a ben sorer or more, a wayward child. He doesn't listen to his father, he can't, doesn't listen to his mother. They, uh, they discipline him, they do whatever they can, and he doesn't listen to them. And the Pasuk tells us in the case where this kid is excessively uh, indulgent, he's finding all, only the finest things that life has to offer, you know, and, and he's going beyond the pale of, of what, uh, what could happen. The Pasuk tells us, they tell the, the court, Okay, now there's a million conditions in the scenario. But shockingly, the Pasuk tells us what happens. And all of the people of the city, they stone this boy uh, and he dies. And you get rid of this evil from amongst you. Now, the Gemara tells us that the case of a Ben Soreru More is exceedingly rare. Not so, uh, not so rare as you might imagine, but rarer still. The Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us, there's a machloket in the Gemara, if the case of Ben Sorer Umore ever happened in the history of the Jewish people. One opinion is, it never happened at all. Not even one time. The second opinion says, no, it happened one time, I actually met the guy. Or maybe he met the parents, the guy was probably dead. Right, what happened over there? He says, I met the guy. You know, well again, one time. So either one time we know of, or zero times. If it happened no times, why would the Torah include it in the Pesukim? It's a case that never ever happened. Answers the Gemara, why does it teach us this case if it never happened? So that you should be able to learn the Halachot and receive the reward of learning the Halachot. Now let me ask you a question. Has any of you ever gone into the Bet Midrash upstairs? We, as a synagogue, we've added many books, but we still are woefully under, uh, underprepared to be able to call ourselves a, a packed Bet Midrash. We have many, many books that we do not have here. There's so many Sifarim on the shelf. That's what we were missing. One more halakha that we should learn and receive reward from that it's never going to happen. I promise you, if you study Torah morning till night, from now until you died at 120, you still wouldn't finish everything on the shelves. So why do we need another irrelevant halakha? And Rabotai, the point is, it's not that the Torah was saying, let me give you another halakha that's never going to happen, and therefore you get the reward of learning extra Torah. It means you get the reward of learning this mitzvah. You get the reward of learning these ideas. And you know what the reward is? Not just regular, random, generic reward in the world to come, but the reward is that you will learn the lessons of what happens to a child where the parents can't figure out how to discipline him and they can't get through to that boy. There's an amazing mashal given by Rabbi Wallach. There was a man walking down, driving down the road, Mechila, a simple man, he's a wagon driver. And he's driving his horse and his wagon down the road. And tied to the back of this guy's horse and buggy, his livelihood, tied to the back, 
is a little string and it's tied around the neck of a brand new goat. The guy bought himself a goat. He thinks, you know what, he's going to milk the goat. He's going to get some, uh, some fur off the goat. He's going to make a little bit of money on the side. He'll get a little bit of a goat's milk or goat's cheese to bring home to his wife and to his children. But had that, had that this guy's a simple man. So he thinks to himself, how's he going to do this? How's he going to you know, walk with the, get, take the goat home? He'll tie a little string to the goat's neck. And on the string around the neck, he's going to put a little bell. He's driving in the front, you know, with minuchat nefesh, you know, happy as a lark. And so long as he hears the pa'amon, the bell ringing in the back, he thinks to himself, his investment is safe and secure. And he doesn't need to worry about it because he can hear the bell ringing. As he's driving along, there's three unsavory characters waiting on the side of the road. All of them, they look at each other, they look at this guy, they say, what a dip. Hadai, he's got this goat all the way behind him. He can't see the goat, you know, uh, you know, because he's got the carriage in between. The first guy says, I could steal the goat. In two seconds, the guy won't even realize. I'll undo the, the, the bell, and the bell, I'll just, you know, tie it somewhere else, it'll still be ringing. Second thief says to the first thief, he says, that's nothing. You think you could steal the guy's goat? I could steal the guy's horse and buggy from right underneath him. The third guy says, you think that's a big deal? None of you could call yourselves honorable thieves. He says, I'm going to steal the clothes off his back. Everybody says, really? They each have a bet. Let's see how it goes. The first guy sneaks up behind, walks quietly behind the goat, takes the bell off, ties it onto the horse's uh, uh, tail. And as it's walking now, he keeps hearing the movement of the bell. The guy didn't even turn around one time. And the guy's laughing. He makes off with the goat. The second guy walks up to him. He says, Mechila. He says to the wagon driver. He says, yes, can I help you? He says, is this a new fashion? He says, what fashion? He says, have they started in the villages tying bells to the, to the tails of horses? He says, what are you talking about? He says, look. He turns around. He sees the bell that's supposed to be. The guy freaks out. Where's my goat? Where's my goat? He says, you know, the, the guy, he could not have gone very far. You know, you don't have room over here. There's a na- the road over here is very narrow on the side of the mountain. If you try to turn the horse around, you'll fall off the mountain. I'll keep your horse and buggy safe. You go run after the guy. He probably couldn't have got very far. The guy jumps off the horse. He goes running down the road. Of course, he doesn't find the goat. He turns himself back, dejected. He walks back the same way he came. And now, of course, his horse and buggy, mafiashi, klum. There's nothing here. It's gone because the second guy stole it from him. Adda's now walking with his head down. He's exhausted. He's tired. He's thirsty. He makes his way to the well. And who's standing by the well? Our third Ganav. The Ganav says to him, what's going on? I see you have a long face. He says, you know, today is not my day. First they stole my goat. Then they stole my horse and buggy. And the guy says to him, horse and buggy, goat, these are small problems. He says, I just leaned over into the well to try and get myself a drink. And he says, and I had a pouch of gold coins around my neck and it fell into the water. If you go in the well and you find my pouch of gold coins, I'll buy you two goats and two horse and buggies. The guy says, two boats, two horses and two goats. Today's not my, a bad day for me. Today's the best day of my life. He takes off his clothes 
goes into the well, swims around for 10 minutes, can't find any golden pouch, a silver pouch, a copper pouch, no pouch at all. He climbs back up. Of course, what, where are his clothes? In the wind. <laughs> the guy's a dip. But the guy is all of us. Why? Because the goat that's traveling behind you, the little kid, Hadgadia, that was walking behind, is not just a goat. It's the children that we raise in this world. And many times we go about our business like the man on the horse and buggy. What's the horse and buggy? It's his business. We go about our business. We go to work every day and we think the kids are fine. We don't bother turning around to take a look because we say to ourselves, oh, we got the bell ringing and so long as I hear the bell ringing, everything's fine. I sent the kid to school. I hear the bell ringing. You know, I did the things that I was supposed to do. Bells ring, kid came with me to shul. Bell's ringing, but we don't take time to turn around from on our horse and pay attention to what's going on with the kid. But Rabotai, the tragedy is that when we finally have to turn around and realize that the kid is gone away from the path, he's not where we wish the kid would be, he's causing all sorts of trouble in school, we get the phone call from the principal's office, now what happens? Now we have to get off the horse, now we go look for the goat, but now already the goat, mafiashi, the goat's gone. By the time we have to take care of such a, such a big problem, not only do we lose the kid, we also lost our all the time that we spend now staying home, visiting the school, going to meetings, taking the kids to, uh, to therapy, to this one, to that one. And by the time, Rabotai, we've lost the kid and lost our business, not only have we lost our child, we've lost the time it took off from work, and now our head is so distraught and so crazy, we stopped taking care of ourselves because we're so depressed about the fact that our kids didn't turn out the way that we wanted. They're humiliating us. They're not doing the right thing. They're stealing from other people. They're ruining the family name, etc., etc. You lost not only your child, the goat. You lost not only your business. Now you also lost your, your, your what's it called? Your kavod, your shem tov, the Gemara says. Mani, our clothes, mechabdi, are our kavod. We lost everything. And all it took, what did we need to do? Just turn around and take a look. Every once in a while, turn around and take a look and say, I know I can hear the bell, but let me just make sure that the kid, Ya'ani, is okay. All the problems could have been solved if this dib, instead of having the goat tied to a string, trailing behind him, he would have lifted up the goat and put him inside the stupid carriage. Anywhere you have the carriage. Rabotai, there's one thing and one thing only that works when we are raising our children. If we want to get away from having to take off time for business, spending loads of money on therapy, needing to, what's it called, drive ourselves crazy, be humiliated by the kid, walking around drunk at a party, what do we need to do? We need to take the kid and put him in the carriage with us. Let the kid feel like he has time with his father, with his mother, that he has your attention, that every once in a while you're turning around, you're taking a look at him, because the kid sees the kid sees, and you know what the biggest tragedy is? Is these thieves, they don't, they're not somebody that sits on the side and has to physically take your child. But the default is, if you're not looking, you're going to lose him. The default is that they're not going to turn out the way we want if we're not spending the correct amount of time with them. Rabotai, that's what the pasuk means. You have a father and you have a mother. When a person has a child who's ben sorero more and eno shomea, he's not listening to the voice. And now they're trying to discipline him. 
They're trying to discipline a child that already became a Ben Sorero More. Mehila, now you're going to go try and find him. Mafiashi. He's not here. The Pasuk is in the wrong order. First, discipline the child. First, pay attention to the little signs before the kid becomes a Ben Sorero More. A lot of times the people come and they say, Rabbi, my son's not listening to me. What should I do? You know what I say? You know what you should have done? You should have came to me a year ago. When you're first noticing signs that the child is misbehaving, that the child is acting up at school, don't say, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? All kids go through this. It's a phase until, until it comes to a point where now we have a problem. Don't wait till the kids abend sorero more when the ultimate is that you've actually physically killed the child. It's the opposite, Rabotai. We take and we pay attention first. And Rabotai, I want to share with you, there's one little secret, and I'm going to end with this. You know what the secret is to not having a Ben Sorero More? The Pasuk tells us, Enenu shomea bekolenu. He's not listening to our voice. The word is kolenu. But that's strange, because the Pasuk first says, Enenu shomea bekol aviv. He's not listening to the voice of his father and he's not listening to the voice of his mother. It sounds like they are two different voices. Because when they are two different voices in the home, when the father is saying one thing and the mother is saying another thing, what happens? The kid doesn't know what to do. So here we have a Ben Suramero and you're telling the kid he's a terrible child. What happened? The kid don't know what to do. His father's more religious, his mother's less religious. His mother's more religious, his father's less religious. They can't agree. Oh, don't, just don't tell your father. Oh, just don't tell your mother. You know what the kid's hearing? The kid is hearing that there are no authoritative voices he needs to listen to. When he has a kol aviv and he has a kol imo, you know what happens? He doesn't listen to anybody's voice. Rabotai, think to yourself with your wife ahead of time. And if you haven't done it until now, start today. What does our house stand for? What are the voices of our home? What do our children need to do? What is the no-go zone in our home? And if we are absolutely communicating clear messages from the beginning, understanding what is realistic for the child, if we are doing that, then Be'ezrat Hashem, we do not get to a stage where we turn around and not only is the goat gone, but the horse and cart and the clothing along with it. Be'ezrat Hashem, we should be zocheh to raise wonderful children, to have synonymous voices uh, in our home. And through that process, Be'ezrat Hashem, to have children that we can truly be proud of. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen.